Eleanor Sturko is the MLA-elect for Surrey South, and she's taking on the role of education critic for the BC Liberal Caucus. Her mandate is to hold the NDP government to account for their commitments to education in BC. Sounds like a role that a lot of us would like to have. Eleanor, good morning. Good morning, Raji. It's great of you to join us so early on a Sunday morning. I want to start kind of broadly. So what is your assessment of BC education Just at a glance, how well do you think our public education system rates? Oh, gosh. Well, I have kids here in uh, School District 36. All three of my kids go to school here in Surrey South. I think that, you know, overall, our kids are doing well in schools. But, you know, I would say that some of the recent pressures that are being felt all over the province, um, including inflation shortfalls, are actually having an impact on our education system. And I want to be able to raise some of those concerns that have already been communicated to me from various school districts so that we can um, get a hold of the situation before it actually causes any significant damage. And your kids, are they in the public school system or private? They're in public school. They've been in public school the whole time. Okay. And as you look to when you were a kid and you compare to what your kids are going through with District 36 in South Surrey, um, what do you think has changed that people might not be aware of that we need to be paying attention to in the education system over the years? Well, schools are a lot bigger, I have to say, like, especially here in Surrey with the influx of so many people, I think the estimates where we grow by nearly a thousand people a month in Surrey. So, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on the education system. Um, You know, as we've learned more, I think, uh, about the importance of supporting youth and children and about um, the benefits of having, for example, um, education assistance in the classroom and expanding programs that help people with disabilities and children with learning disabilities. I think that there are a lot of pressures on the education system um, that we need to make sure are well-funded so that all children um, have an opportunity to reach their full potential. And I'm getting a lot of emails to ask you about health measures in schools this fall. Are you satisfied with what the BCNDP has laid out for safety given COVID-19 this fall? Well, you know, I plan on making some appointments uh, probably this week to talk with, uh, for example, BC Teachers Federation, talk with other educators, talk with people working in the school districts, because I want to find out how they're feeling about it. I actually have been quite comfortable in terms of my own uh, family with uh, masking, hand-washing measures, um, you know, doing the distance between desks and making sure, like, for example, two of my kids are twins. And so during the pandemic, our kids were kept in the same classroom to minimize sort of, um, you know, the contact when they were in cohorts. So I think some of the measures that have been done have been good. But of course, you know, it's about listening to what's happening in the classroom. I don't have a front seat view to that, even despite having kids in uh, school. And so I want to talk with um, teachers. I want to talk with uh, all the education system to see how they're doing and what their assessment is of the situation. And are you satisfied with air filtration in BC classrooms and where the province has left that? Well, you know, one of the things that's really concerning, and I know a lot of parents share this concern, is the number of portables that we continue to have in the education system. We were promised here in Surrey South that we would have less portables, which actually uh, have a completely different air system. A lot of them are older, um, 
children have to go outside if they need to use the washroom or have to travel outside if they want to use uh, the library or gymnasium. So, I mean, in Surrey alone, we actually, instead of decreasing, as was promised by the NDP, we've actually increased by over 100. So, and with some of those aging portables, you know, there are different types of concerns that can come along with that. But again, I think I need to, you know, I haven't even been sworn in yet, but there's a lot of work for me to do because I do want to hear parents' concerns. I want to hear from educators and see um, if there's more that does need to be done to make sure that our children are safe in the classroom. Some listeners are suggesting that the BC Liberal relationship with teachers needs to be repaired and improved. How would you go about that? Yeah, I would agree. You know, um, I was doing a lot of background reading and, and looking at our historic relationship with teachers, and I do agree. I think it needs to be repaired. Part of that is, from my point of view, I need to understand um, past decision-making that was done by our BC Liberal government government, but I do want to reach out to the BC Teachers Federation. I want to make sure that we um, begin a brand new relationship so that, um, you know, we repair the trust that perhaps hasn't been there as a result of um, past bargaining. And I want to make sure that we move forward in a positive way. Um, I really do have the best interest of students and their families and teachers and educators in mind when I take on this role. I, I see a great importance even in terms of some of the social um, issues that we're facing in our province, we need to begin at an early age um, with our support for youth and children so that we can, for example, support kids so that we don't have another generation of people succumbing to the opioid crisis, for example. So I want to make sure that we build a strong uh, and trusting relationship between uh, teachers and BC Liberal uh, opposition because we have so much work that we need to do to support youth in the province. Eleanor, I'm glad you mentioned the opioid crisis because the number of deaths uh, that we heard from the coroner's report for July was just staggering with almost 200 people having lost their lives to the overdose crisis. Um, Your background is in policing. What do you feel about that makes you a good fit to be the education critic? Well, you know, part of it is having worked in the schools, you know, in my role as a police officer, but also, you know, I've been invited in as a speaker many different times just to talk about, um, you know, growing up and, you know, basically navigating school myself as a youth and and then finding my way into adulthood. And I think, you know, um, knowing that a lot of the issues that individuals have experienced with trauma in their lives, um, with feeling disaffiliated from family or not having a sense of belonging can contribute to people looking uh, to either self-medicate with either drugs or alcohol or to, um, you know, maybe associate with people involved in a criminal lifestyle. And I think that it's important that You know, we support the education system with things like uh, counselors for schools, with education assistance, with programs, with things like the wraparound programs that are providing meals and um, school supplies to children that um, may not otherwise be able to afford those things. Those are all important things that we can do in our community to help avoid some of the social issues or to at least support people as they're growing up. And, you know, we, we can't ever sort of downplay the connection between growing up and being well supported and then being successful later in life. And I think, you know, um, having seen sometimes some of the youth that I have um, worked with over the years who struggled in school, struggled with 
their support systems um, outside of the school. I think that, and then seeing them, you know, become involved in a gang lifestyle or with crime or suffer from addictions is actually giving me a lot of incentive to make sure that we're looking at the supports that are in place and making sure that kids get what they need to have a successful, um, you know, future. Okay, Elnar, we'll have to leave it there. A lot of work ahead for you. We'll be watching it all very closely. Yes, thanks. I'm very excited about this role. Thanks again for your time. Okay, take care.